This is Valerie Van Leuven with the Senior Care Industry Netcast, where leaders with three or more years in the senior care industry share their advice. It's six questions in nine minutes, so let's get to it. In a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. Hi, Valerie. I'm Bill Cohen. I'm a certified senior advisor with Cohen Caregiving Support Consultants. And if you had told me about 15, 16 years ago that I'd be sitting here talking to you about this, I'd say, uh-uh, no chance. Uh, my mom was living in Biloxi, Mississippi back in the mid-2000s and starting to show some signs of something. Confusion, anger, paranoia, not taking care of the house, not taking care of the finances. And we knew something was wrong but we weren't sure what. Uh, we were wondering if my late stepfather, who was in hospice care at home, and she was in a caregiver role, if he either passed away or she, he went into a care community, would she bounce back? We never got that opportunity, because what happened this month in 2005 in the Mississippi Gulf Coast? Hurricane Katrina. Their home was completely swept away in the storm surge. She ended up on the East Coast with a couple of her family members for a couple of years. I was doing the long distance caregiving while doing my long, my uh, full-time job with the state of Oregon. And then moved, and I started talking to a care community in Southwest Portland, where I live, Portland, Oregon. And I moved her out here in 2008, and five years later, four of which were in memory care. Uh, she passed away at the age of 83. It was about a 10-year journey. Now, I didn't think I was going to be doing anything else. I said, okay, I'm done with caregiving. Most people do, right? They're exhausted. They've done their thing. Well, I was going to go for a little while to the same support group and maybe help others through it like others helped me. And so I became the facilitator. I'm making a very long story shorter. And that's not what I was planning. But I had been through the whole process. And I had run meetings at work. So I, I took that over. And then I started getting involved with the walk-in Alzheimer's. I was with the Purple Flower back there. And advocacy and fundraising and raising awareness. I thought when I retired from the state of Oregon uh, three and a half years ago, I was just going to do more volunteering. I came across this concept of a caregiving support consultant. And... When I retired, I turned my personal loss, my pain into my passion and my own career. What I do is I help and support family caregivers on their own journey, like I did with my own mom, and provide advice and support and resources and referrals, reduce their stress. I collaborate with all the different uh, service providers to do that. So very nice. I'm here, like I said, pretty. Uh, Unbelievable story. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed I'd be sitting here talking about this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing how a, a a challenge in our lives changes the course of our lives, especially when it comes to challenge with a family member, a child, or or a senior in our lives. And uh, so we're, we're glad you're here because we could always use about 500 more of you or a thousand more of you across the country. Um, but we're glad you're here and we're glad you're doing this. Uh, so many people need support and you know that better than anybody that, you know, folks are. I need somebody like me back then. Right. It's, 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 it's impossible if you haven't ever been through this, you haven't worked in this industry, it, even if you have worked in this industry, 
it's really hard to know when it's your family member, your mom, your dad, um, what to do. It just, it, it, it becomes, uh, you have walking around with blinders on and it's an overwhelming amount of information. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and 15 um, years ago, it was not as readily available because even the internet was really in its infancy. There really wasn't true. that much information. Now it's almost like overload to how do you decide what's right? Who's the best person to work with? Uh, really quickly, I mean, we met because one of the people I like to work with, Adriana Gavosta, who you had on recently with Laria Care Finders. I work with caring, loving, competent, uh, knowledgeable advisors like him, like her. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's hard to know who to trust, and and that's the biggest challenge too. Is knowing you know what who who's trustworthy so when we do interviews like this sharing your wisdom helps everybody understand more about what you do and um you know where you come from and that helps a lot with people knowing who to turn to Mm -hmm. so what is the best thing about serving individuals who care for family members and those senior adults i think it's because if you earn their trust and you're compassionate and sincere and authentic, not trying to sell them something or take advantage of them. I think they will uh, return that trust very readily. They're, they're, they're grateful, and that is gratifying to me. I mean, that, that's the biggest thing. I don't, I'm not doing this because, like I said, I'm in my encore career. I'm not doing this for the money. You know, everything I make, I like to say, is like sriracha on the pad tie. It's extra. But it's the helping people. It's the customer service, which is the trends of all my previous uh, careers and helping those seniors. I work mostly with the caregiver. It's indirectly with the person living with dementia or another chronic illness. A really good example is right across the street from me, very fortunately, uh, after we bought our house, a beautiful care community with assisted living, skilled nursing, and independent aging in place cottages was built. And that's where I do one of my support groups. I do a memory cafe. I've done caregiving training and I meet my clients and others there, but many of the people come to those meetings are the residents, especially of the aging in place cottage. And they are constantly saying, we learn something new every time. We feel supportive. Thank you for what you're doing. We don't feel so all alone. And of course, right now during COVID, everybody feels isolated, but they in particular are vulnerable and scared. Yes, absolutely. That's really gratifying. Yes, and this has been a, in a, a really challenging time, more so than ever for all of us and all of the folks that are caregivers. So, yeah, I know they appreciate you so much there. And that's really nice that it's right across the street. How convenient is that? Very, <laughs> really cool. very. In fact, we're going to start my walk in Alzheimer's because we're not doing it in big central places this year at the end of my driveway. Meet me over there and, you know, we'll, we'll walk around the neighborhood. Right. <laughs> Very nice. That's that's awesome. All right. So let's switch gears for just a minute and talk about online marketing. I know it can be challenging. It's ever changing. What has been your experience and your thoughts with sort of getting the word out about your services online? It's a really good question. I actually, uh, at one early, about 15 years ago, I was using social media like LinkedIn, et cetera, more to find a different job. I won't go into those details. But I ended up using the same skills to uh, first research caregiving support and to then develop it and then to start marketing. Built, greatly expanding my, uh, my network 
both on Facebook, LinkedIn. I started using Instagram, et cetera. And it's not something to be uh, afraid of. It's, it's a great tool. Uh, I like to say I may be getting old, but I'm not a dinosaur. And a lot of the people that are going into these Zoom meetings for uh, support groups, I'd say the average age that I'm seeing is about 80. If I can do it, if they can do it, I'd say anybody can. Yeah. And it's, there's so many tools out there. There's so many, you know, YouTube how-tos and uh, people who help you do it. Yeah. So what I've done is LinkedIn is a different kind of platform. That's more for my professional brand, my image, getting information out there. But I built a huge network internationally, which is really cool. And on Facebook, and I'd like to say I was prescient back in the, uh, September, October that a pandemic was coming. No, I'm not that smart. <laughs> but I'm glad that I did because when we started going virtual online in March, when everything started shutting down, I said, I can leverage this Facebook group and reach more people. And I started a yes. monthly support group. And now I'm up close to 500 people on six different continents, which is really cool because it's able nice. to reach so many more people than just my neighborhood, my community. That's and, great. And that works for clients as well. Yes. It, it's, it's amazing what you can do in a private Facebook group or even a public one with uh, going live, sharing, having, um, and Facebook is trying to make it easier to be able to have more people on the screen and do all those kinds of things. So the technology is changing um, as COVID has rolled out. We have, you know, all these platforms are trying to accommodate us and be safe and be better. And uh, you're right. I think a lot of our aging adults, we underestimate how smart they are and how willing they are to adapt. And I think one of those, um, one of the things that we've talked about previously on the show is that uh, we're talking about some form of the greatest generation and, and their children, and they are, they've been through some hard times. Mm -hmm. And so we're kind of, <laughs> they're way tougher than we give them credit for. Way yeah. tougher than us. We've um, even done, uh, my mother's family, we've done an average of about 16, 18 people in five different Zooms. And again, I think the average age is about 80. Yeah, they can adapt. They're very adaptable. Yeah. They've been doing it their whole lives um, right. for different reasons. So I think that we underestimate their power in their voice. So <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that, that and the platforms have tried to make it easier for to get on the phone, on the app and on the iPad and, you know, all those things. All right. So now let's switch back a little bit and talk more about um, your wisdom and what you have learned all these years. So I would imagine there have been other successful leaders or organizations in your life that have had some meaning to you, or you think, wow, they really do a great job. Is there anybody you'd like to give a shout out to? I could think of a lot of people, but I think I'm going to have to choose an organization. And it goes along with this, again, uh, on my chest, the, the Alzheimer's Association. But I, when I think back, when I first started attending that support group, if that facilitator and that group hadn't been so supportive and made me feel uh, not alone, not so hopeless, and getting advice and, and, and perspective, uh, I might have walked away then. And again, I wouldn't be sitting here today. It ended up being, especially when I became the facilitator, the training, the support of the organization, especially under the, the leadership under Tracy Morgan here in Oregon and Southwest Washington, 
And then when I got involved with the walk and the other fundraising and awareness things uh, and advocacy of the Capitol, it's, it's made, it's part of the thing that made my turning this into my passion so much easier and inspiring. Uh, it, they're just wonderful to work with and they're doing great work here in Oregon. I mean, most of your, you and most of your listeners or viewers know that they, or should know if they don't, the support groups, the education program, the research to find a cure finally for this horrible disease and the advocacy. Uh, they're just doing wonderful work. You know, yes. You know, locally um, and nationally. Absolutely. Um, we need to support them with everything we have to try and um, find a cure for this. And I know that, you know, they say that the person who is cured of Alzheimer's disease is alive now. Um, I don't know if that person well, is one day old or if they're two years old, but whatever the case, whoever that is, um, we all look forward to in some time in our lifetime or our children's lifetime, uh, eliminating this which, disease because it is. Which will be represented by a white flower. Yes, yes. Purple is for you lost the loved one. Yes, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I believe that that person is alive today, and I hope that in our lifetime or in our children's lifetime, we find that cure. So we, I'm, yes. encouraged, I'm encouraged that we're in a historic period in terms of research and what is the cause, what, how can we diagnose it, and hopefully a cure or treatment of these. Yeah, so. it's so complicated and, and crazy, the things that they find. And so, right. yeah, so... I'm not, I'm not that smart, but I, I do follow the research. And if the Alzheimer's Association, you know, they, they do the, these wonderful research updates. And it's so nice to know how far we've come and, and the new things that we're finding. And, and so those are always um, great to watch. Or if you can't watch them in person right now, I'm sure they record them all. Um, so it's a, great, it's a great organization. Definitely worth getting involved. I make sure I let people know, watch out for misinformation. There's a lot of people are trying to sell stuff which may not be true. Uh, but I do talk about self-care and prevention. Uh, you know, not only for your loved one, you might be able to slow down the progression, but also for if there's any chance you can get it, you could probably delay the onset or slow the progression by taking better care of yourself. Yes, be healthy. Uh, in terms of what you eat, keeping socially active, physically active, mentally active. So, yes. Yeah. Yep. One of the first things I usually say, stop eating junk. Right. Yeah. McDonald's isn't on the menu if you want to. <laughs> Very bad. Get your sleep. Cut down on the sugar. <laughs> yeah. All right. What piece of advice would you give to senior care providers out there? I'd say, and, I, and of course, I'm coming from a personal perspective. You know, not everybody went through the personal experience. Some people are well-trained professionals, et cetera. But so there's only so much you can learn out of a book or a manual or a training course, even deep as snow, <laughs> right? Is be empathetic, be compassionate, treat that person like it was one of your family members, learn about them. That person is still inside. Listen to their stories, get to know them. They may they still are thinking they just can't make a decision or communicate it as well or as quickly as they used to. So keep those things in mind when you're working with them and just be calm, be patient, engage with them positively. We talk about the caregiving classes all the time, those, those factors, because it'll help you because you can't fix it. You can't change those behaviors. It's how you react to it. 
and yeah. how you manage it to some extent. So like the repeated questions, for instance. Yeah, just be kind. Be yeah. prepared for them. Just and know that you're going to get that question over and over again. You, you, <laughs> how you react it is the key. You yes. either have a ready answer or maybe don't react at all. Yeah, it's a, it definitely, yeah, being, being um, calm and sensitive to their anxiety and, and positive, you know, I mean, you, there's, you know, moments, everybody has moments and uh, sometimes that doesn't necessarily work, but, but being a positive influence and someone they look forward to seeing, or they sense that you're trustworthy, mm -hmm. they sense that you're, you're happy or that you're safe. Um, those are the things that matter, I think. If we have time, really quickly, I like to do a takeoff on the Maya Angelou phrase and say, it's not as important that they remember your name or remember their your exact relationship. How did you make them feel? Yes, that's right. It's how you make them feel. And if they feel safe with you, yeah. even if they don't know your name, they'll still feel happy with you. My mom never went, ah, who's this? Because, <laughs> ah, there's some recognition. Somebody yes. cares about her. Somebody yeah. who cares about me. Somebody who is safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. And happy. Right. Yeah. Okay. My last question is a fun one. It's supposed to be a fun one. When you have a win in life. Now, when I say a win, that could be anything. This means that we have something to celebrate. It could be um, a new baby in the family. It could be a wedding. It could be a graduation. It could be that you just know in your heart you made some caregivers light bulb turn on and they found a solution for whatever their challenge was that day. Um, how do you like to celebrate? Well, two things. One is gestures. I like to give back a lot. I do a lot of volunteering and donations and things. But uh, my wife and I love, uh, well, we have a beautiful area here. We have a lot of wineries. We have great brew pubs. We have great food carts. Uh, the, the Oregon uh, dining scene, Portland dining scene, is very well known. By the way, things aren't as dangerous here as you're hearing. It's a very isolated area. Uh, we like to go out for happy hours or a nice meal and, and enjoy a, a nice beverage. And yeah, because we have one of the best summers in the, in the country. You know, it's not too hot, not too humid, not too much bugs. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we, it's a little darker and rainier in the winter, but we, we, we do okay. <laughs> yes, I know I'm a native New Englander, but I've been here 35 years. And ah, I gotcha. So you've seen it all. You've seen the season changes. I'm in the middle of the U.S., so I get the 100-degree heat, the you know, 10 below zero, and all the season changes, and the humidity, and the dry, and the hot. So, yeah, everybody, um, you just kind of got to acclimate to where you live and if you're going to stay there. So I don't think I could do 100% hot all the time. So I'm kind of with you there with a little bit of milder weather once in a while makes me happy. <laughs> well, you enjoy your variety. We'll enjoy ours. <laughs> yes. Yes. I totally, I totally agree. It's to each his own for yeah, sure. So, so cheers. <laughs> yes. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for doing the show. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. And thank you for talking to us about what you do because there's so many people out there that could use some help like this. We'll make sure your website is with this video. And uh, we'll get it out to as many people as possible. So thank you. Okay. The most important thing is if they're interested in the virtual is a Facebook group, uh, Dementia Support Group for Caregivers with Bill Cohen. We'd love to have you. Great. Okay. Well, they can reach out to you and then they, you can give them pointer, give them directions to that Facebook group because I'm sure you'll have lots of interest there. Thank you so much. I appreciate thank you, it. Val.
Thank you.